Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only podcast from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. It's dark and muddy here. Above overhead, the moon is barely getting a bit of light through the cloud so it looks foggy and there are orange lights over to the left they, they must be some kind of neon lights anyway there there's mud and water and a dog who must be getting i was going to say dirtier and dirtier He'll, it's a long time since I'd put him under a pipe and uh, washed him with the same water that the horses get washed with. Now, where am I? Yeah, I'm... Yes, those lights I was talking about, those orange lights, they're from the arena where my daughter is exercising her pony, or to be more exact, the pony she has on long-term loan. Aha, I think, unless I do a little detour, if I go continue along the trail, the path, whatever I might call it, I'm going to run into really squelchy mud. And if I slipped, it would be very unpleasant. Can you imagine slipping into muddy water? with plenty of squelchy stuff on a dark night when you wouldn't be even able to see how much of you had been ruined. Here is different. I'm walking in the field. This is the field where grass will grow later in the year, where the hay will be cut and baled up And that'll happen twice during the year. It's a typical Irish field. Sometimes there'll be horses in it, usually no more than two. Maybe two couples, yeah. But there don't seem to be any. Well, how can I tell? I couldn't see a horse if it was, if it was more than, let's say, I would see a shape if it was 30 yards away, but any further than that, I wouldn't. Of course, the trees are bare of leaves, but several of them have got a lot of ivy growing up along the outside of them. So they they look in this gloomy light, quite formidable, big shapes. Do you ever walk in the dark in a, in a field which is muddy? When's the last time you went out in a muddy field? 
unable to see further in front of you really than about two or three feet especially if you start thinking about the possibility of slipping and have you ever worn a pair of wellingtons that had a something akin to a pinprick in it so that a tiny bit of water was leaking into the heel of the right leg soaking the the sock the yellow sock I'm wearing I guess it's yellow red and black really this is the life it's mild it was threatening to get cold two days ago it was frosty in the morning and ice had to be scraped off the windscreen today is mild we, everything we've been promised has been colder than this. Fierce dry cold next week. Not cold by the standards of people who are in Michigan, in Chicago. Maybe not even cold by the standards in Detroit but freezing cold by the standards in Torrance and Orange County and Palo Alto and Berkeley. Oh yes. I know people who have gone skiing already this year in Europe. My son, one of my sons and his wife and two children my two, two of my grandchildren, two of my three grandchildren went skiing over in over over Christmas, wasn't it? Did they go the day before Christmas and come back the day before New Year? Something like that. Yeah, they went to somewhere in France. I wonder, there was a guy called Scott Lowe once and he came from Oregon. I remember looking on the map to see which part of Oregon he came from. It wasn't a very big town, or certainly wasn't a city. And I'm just kind of wondering, is there snow in Oregon now? Is Oregon where you get snow? I know you don't have to go to Alaska for snow. There's snow somewhere north of California. Is there anything coming down this path, Louis? The, uh, it's handy to have this particular dog with me because if somebody is coming along here on a horse, I reckon he'll see the horse and the person and the rider before me and he will stop still and his tail will stick out straight and he will look and won't budge an inch. And then if there's nothing there at all, he'll just go up a bit, come back a bit, get an impulse. Oh, hang on, I see a horse. Hang on, guys. Is this horse out? It is. The horse is out of its field, talking to two ponies. Wow. I better tell somebody. No good me trying to bring that horse back. 
to where that horse should be. No. What do I see? I see two ponies, one horse, and they're definitely communicating with each other. The horse is leaning over the fence. There's a metal gate and a wooden fence. The dog is having a sniff, but for the most part completely ignoring them. They're ignoring him. They seem to be getting on all right, so I'll leave them to it. Oh, Louis, what did you think of that? I better go and tell somebody that there's a loose horse on the trail. They keep horses very well here. There are about, I think at peak, there are about 60 horses here. Which is a good number, really. And it's a pretty well a top-class equestrian centre with a, a vet working here all the time. So, there, I don't know how many people work here. Probably not as many as the owner would like, but the owner comes from a, a most interesting family uh, in Cork. The, the, the family is probably best known by the name of the place where they have a hotel which has a very special, unique restaurant. It's called Bally Malou, B-A-L-L-Y-M-A-L-O-E. And the, that family, the, the grandmother, who I suppose I'll call her grandmother, but the grand uh, woman who really uh, set everything up, who passed away last year, Myrtle Allen. She founded the slow food, she was one of the founders of the slow food movement. I think maybe one of the founders of the slow food movement in Europe, but certainly the founder of it in Ireland. And it's really a special treat to go and stay in that hotel, which is an old house and have a meal there. They, they, I was gonna say they grow their own eggs. They have, uh, they're practically self-sufficient, I would say, on that, on the farm. They certainly make their own butter. They certainly grow all their own vegetables. Um, at one stage, a long time ago, I think they had one Michelin star but I don't think that they would have much uh, intention to go around looking to get Michelin stars. It's just a different kind of culture associated with Ballymaloo. They also have a, a part of that, I'll call it Little Empire, though that's much too grand. They have a cookery school. A uh, very famous cookery school, maybe the most famous cookery school, the best known cookery school in Ireland, certainly. You do a 12 week, I think it's seven days a week.
for 12 weeks there and that's enough of a qualification to get you a job as a chef or an assistant chef in a huge number of places also there's Ballymaloo relish which is something you you might put on I don't know what you put relish on yeah, you'll know I don't eat relish but uh, those of you who know about relish will know where you put it okay it's 12 minutes now on this walk I've just got back to the car and it's been very very pleasant to talk to you and talk to myself and be overheard by Louis the English setter some of the time and who can I tell about the horse bye for now the sound of cork I'm outside the main post office and two, I have two things to tell you number one the echo the evening echo in Cork is changing from being an evening an afternoon paper to being a daily paper so it'll come out in the morning at the same time as the examiner and other Irish papers It'll continue. It'll continue to feature cork. So that's number one. And secondly, the cobbler leather shop I've just come out of is closing down. Today is the last day when this shop, that's just across the way from the post office, will be open. It's moving to Douglas, where they have another shop. But I came as a great shock to discover that today's their last day and it's an awful pity I think so that's it that's uh, how life is changing in Cork I'll leave you with the echo welcome to a chilly Cork where the temperature is falling rapidly underneath a clear sky and I'm out wrapped up warm with my dog walking along a track that winds around fields here, green fields. The, the grass is all very green. There's even some gorse here on the left-hand side in bloom. And I'm needing to keep warm in case my the droplets of liquid I'll call it that dribble from my nose freeze as soon as they leave the, the shelter I, I'm uh, out here thinking I, I wish the piece of audio I'd recorded this morning had actually gone up because it was cold this morning but I, I was 
talked about going to play golf today unexpectedly at the last minute. And that's what I did this morning. I had a very last minute while a man was in the house, a plumber was in the house, of changing a pump on our central heating so that we could have hot water. I left him behind, gave him a key, and, and, and asked him to let himself out. He was quite okay with doing this. I asked him to, to make sure that there were no doors in the house left open, and I shut all the doors in the house anyway. And I went off and I played a bit of golf. And I went out and played golf because I hadn't seen the guys that I went to play with on the golf course this year. So all of January had gone by. I don't know where January went to, actually. Every year, it, oh, it seems to me that January feels like a very long, draggy month. And you couldn't wait to have it finished. But for some strange reason, this year, it feels like it's flown by. And we're into February already. Is this the first day of spring? Is the first of February the first day of spring? Or is the first of March the first day of spring? Or is the equinox the, the 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 first day of spring, March twentieth, twenty-first? They're the Ides of March, are they? Or when is the is the Ides of March the sixteenth of March, or the twentieth? I think there might be the sixteenth. I wish if you know the answer, please let me know. Save me asking Google. Now out in this field, I do not want to get wet. But I just wanted to say hello to you. I've been missing your company and I didn't get a chance to listen to... I got a chance to listen to about three audios so far today. I know one was from Barbara KB, the other was from Bernie Goldback, Top Gold. And who else have I listened to? No, I haven't listened to anybody else's audio today, so I'll be... I, I usually try to catch up with every audio. Yeah, I'm one of these nerds that doesn't like to miss anyone's audio. I keep hoping that there isn't anybody here on Lemur who's making frequent audios and I'm missing them. So, uh, there we are. So, look, I wish you all the very best. The sun is going down. There's an orange sun coming through the tree over there. Very bright orange, but the sun is not far from the horizon. And I'm going to walk along in this direction. And hopefully it'll stay light. It is noticeable how it's, the days are getting longer. They're getting colder and they're getting longer here from Cork. So there we are. Best wishes from Cork. All the best for now. This is Paula Manny saying cheerio and thank you for listening. Oh, here's somebody else to join the queue. Welcome to the queue for two o'clock issue of tickets. Oh, I'm in the right place then. You are, yeah, yeah. Even though the, the last thing, we were brought on the corner. Because uh, that was kind of says because there's a queue down there and the queue up here. You mean there were two queues? No, there wasn't. But they did bring us around there the last time to go in, and we said that's fine because we just want to make sure that we weren't there. We were in the wrong spot. 
<laughs> Did you know it was uh, there was going to be a four-hour wait? No. What is it? So it's. I think they give out here. Give out a docket. A docket, yeah. Come back at you. Is that not the story? No. You go in normally. You go in, and they once you have the docket. Yeah. And. Uh, and that, I think they're saying there it's half time to 12 o'clock, they might hand that out. And then they give it, go with their tickets about 2 o'clock. Does it work? Oh, so there won't be a year to 12? Half time to 12 o'clock, yeah. Oh, wow. No, I'd say I can imagine you can go away, but you want to be back in time to get... You wouldn't want to miss the tickets after me either. The things we do for our kids. Hello, welcome to the queue. We were just talking about how long you we will have to wait in this queue. Oh, I was here the last time. What was yeah. it like last time? Um, some of them were here. At no. this hour, even four. They gave us the, they called it the handout ticket, which is like... A green card? Kind of a card. Yeah, yeah. And then once you have the card, you are sure to get the ticket, but you have to stay here until they send the ticket around one or two o'clock. Okay. Why did you have to stay here? That's what I couldn't work out. I mean, you'd I'm think you'd be given your card and you could go away. What I have is, what I was saying is like, they know they have, let's say, 200 tickets. Yeah. Whoever comes first, sell it, go away. Yeah, so exactly. what's ever left, sell it to whoever, uh, whoever yeah, will come later. Oh. in the queue. I, I mean, I don't get it. Some sort of an endurance test. It must be a, for the parents. Yeah. A test of commitment? <laughs> test of madness? God. Well, at least it isn't raining. Imagine if it was raining, guys. Or if it was snowing. The things we do for our kids, that's what I keep thinking, God. So what are they going to do if we... In return? In return, yes. Oh God, I have been given promises. I don't know how many promises I... Promises mean nothing. I know they mean nothing. There's no value in promises that come to realize. I was promised, I won't be rude to you, Dad, any time in 2019. I'll treat you with respect. I'll... I'll do anything you want. That should happen anyway. I mean, no, what else you going to do for me? <laughs> well, that should happen. That's one thing. But, you know, they are. Yeah. Mine is a good girl anyway. I did. That's my one there before, uh, before Christmas. She wanted a phone. And they gave her they wanted a better phone, even though they have late. So I said, it's fine. It says, hey, but it says, you're going to have to do a few jobs. No, right? No, I wanted to clean the car. Oh, yeah. So uh, the thing about is that the car only got cleaned two weeks ago and it's supposed to be well before Christmas, it's supposed to be clean, like so. But eventually it went, I ended up doing half it, like so. so. Well, that's the trouble with washing cars because they can't clean the top of the car. But it's the inside more than, than the oh, inside. Oh, the inside, don't go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. 
are there any other discos in the city other than this one? Because I came over, my, my, we live in Glenmire, and uh, I, I'm not 100% sure why my... And this area three, there's Douglas, there's Gary Duff, and there's Black Rock. Will they all have discos at the same time? Yeah, whether this one is for but first year. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Is this the only first year disco? Discos are all first years, anyway. Well, we have a couple there in Highfield, actually. Highfield Rugby Club. One was more of a charity thing, and one was actually Rugby Club itself, like. Same idea. But I think the Gary Duff caters for second year. Second year. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're in second year, they wouldn't dare coming here next year. I mean. But sometimes, you know, they get over it. They just want the experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like something new. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had no intention of going to this one either. They're all talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's the usual, isn't it? And the friends that were going, so did. Because my, my boy now, when he was in first year, God, disco, disco, all the discos. Second year, eh, no interest at all. Lost interest in Lost the discos. Lost interest, now that he's in fourth year, or the ball. <laughs> oh, yes, football and... Yeah. No, no, the, the ball, the, oh, the yeah. fancy. Oh, yes. oh the fancy ones. Thing, yeah. And they go everywhere. They go Mitchellstown, they go... At what age are they going to balls? Really? Yeah. Yes, that's uh, normal. We, we'd have a ball to say to the Debs now or, or a graduation. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. Particular occasion. Yes. But aren't they, is the, uh, Debs the year you leave school? That's right, yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's kind of... You're following the sun, lads, you know that? Yeah, that's a good point. The sun is good. Yeah. The sun is very good. Oh, God. Roasters. Cheers. Well, 
Welcome to Cafe Beva on this dry, overcast Thursday morning. I've had my breakfast of scrambled eggs and two sausages and I've written a blog post and I'm going to read it to you. It's, uh, there was a time, well it comes out in the blog post, but there was a time when I used to blog very frequently. This one's called Diary Note Number 1, 2019. A Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Sorry, a Thursday morning at 10 a.m. I'm having breakfast in Café Bebe in Glenmire, eating scrambled eggs and sausages, drinking a black Americano. In front of me, the Irish Examiner newspaper. It's a dry, cloudy day less damp than usual. I put a vase containing a small bunch of two red roses, one white rose and three sprigs of lily in the kitchen. Louis, our English setter, is in the car. I'll take him for a walk when I finish here. Thinking back to 2005, when our daughter was born and we came to Cork from Bath with baby Grace, that was another age. I started blogging almost daily. The good old days when blogs sometimes attracted long conversations in text. In those days I grew new friendships via the blog by commenting on other people's blogs and a few times meeting bloggers face to face. I remember J.L. Pagano, Paige Harrison, John of Dublin, Sinead Gleeson, Cano Munichon. I'll remember more later. The best way to start blogging is to read the blogs of other people and connect with them on their blog. I left a lot of comments. It didn't matter to me very much how many people read my blog posts. I had an audience I wrote for my daughter, knowing that she would not be interested in anything I wrote for maybe 25 or 30 years. It's important to have a focus. It was also excellent writing practice. Today I find it hard to recognize my own writing. Sometimes I say, how did I write that? Where did those words come from? Maybe I was a better writer then. The words came to me as if they were an organic extension of my daily life and thoughts and feelings. Sometimes poems came. Sometimes political invective came. Other times observations about this new country I had returned to. 
In February 2019, I don't know what will come out. We'll see. That was from Cork with Love Adventure, sponsored by Nobody. This is your host, Paul Omani, saying I hope it was worth your while listening. Bye for now.